About seven years ago, I started getting a very strong desire to greatly increase my financial giving to reputable Christian ministries that were spreading the gospel throughout the entire world and helping the poor. But in order to do that, I needed something way beyond the level of income my job was providing. I also had a growing sense that my career was never going to give me the ability to achieve all that God put me here for. Something was missing. During that time, a question hit me, why is it that almost all the big business ideas, inventions and discoveries all go to secular people who are in many cases hostile to the church and the gospel? I'm pretty sure some of you have also had that question. Well, in the last several years, I've compiled a list of reasons for why that seems to be the case. The observations I made during these last several years for the lack of wealth and influence among Christians is quite eye-opening. Truthfully, until I began seriously asking God for a way to make huge amounts of money, I really had never given any of this serious thought. Some of what I discovered in this process caused my eyes to be opened to some very big errors in my own beliefs and mindsets that I had somehow picked up in decades of church-going. Therefore, I write this blog having first gone through the process of seeing my own errors exposed and then correcting them. As you read my comments, I'm asking you to put aside all predetermined mindsets and hear what I'm saying. I do not believe any of this is just my opinion. If you honestly consider and re-examine your own beliefs, you will begin to understand what's held you and the majority of Christians back from achieving significant wealth and influence. At the end of my article is a video by a pastor in Australia who has some rather insightful views that complement my own. So let's get started. Kingdom Mandate I've written this before and it bears repeating that we all have a kingdom mandate to spread the message of the gospel of the kingdom so that Jesus will return and establish his literal physical rule on earth. I spent most of my life in complete ignorance of this and instead, I learned very common but false doctrines of limited thinking, passivity and escapism. Read the verse below several times very slowly and pretend you've never heard it before greater than in this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Greater than Matthew 24 14, NKJV. Now, go back and read the last six words. Jesus says and then the end will come. Somehow those last words have been missed by the vast majority of churches in their teachings. With all the end times teachings going around, those words have been overlooked by almost all of the prophecy preachers. Jesus is not coming back until the correct gospel the kingdom message, is preached, ow, not the church gospel. The more I've learned the true kingdom message, the more the idea of sitting around, complaining about all the evil in the world, hoping Jesus will come back quickly to rescue me from my end times assignment, is becoming an increasingly disturbing ideology. Career Preparation Phase and Diverse Callings Let me insert a little perspective here, so you don't all think I'm being one-sided in my remarks. Obviously, not all of us are supposed to be business owners or inventors or popular influencers on a national or global scale. I get that. But I'm also not agreeing that as many of us Christians who have used that for an excuse have achieved at all what we were put here for. Most have not, and probably very few have ever seriously asked the questions I'm posing in this article. I myself spent 20 years in a normal career but, for the majority of those years, I had a very clear conviction that I could be doing a lot more than what would ever be possible in that line of work. At the end of those 20 years, it became obvious that God had plans for me to get on with my calling. But first, I needed to go through a rather unpleasant process of transformation which would ultimately lead to my being prepared for the calling that awaited me. If you're wondering what God's training program for a huge calling is like, read my article, Personal Wilderness, The Ancient Pathway. Look in the mirror. Before I give you the list, I want to make sure you understand what I said above, you need to seriously look in the mirror and admit where you might be wrong. 
I do not believe most Christians have yet accomplished anywhere near what God's plan for them is. The more we admit the truth to God and get everything out in the open, the more He can deal with us. But so long as we just continue covering everything over and refuse to admit what's wrong with us, the longer we remain stuck, wasting time that can never be recovered. Speaking for myself, I've been going through the process of fixing much of what's been out of order in my life according to this list below, and much more. In the process, God has given me many dreams and a huge prophecy confirming that I am going to get what I asked for. Note, had I not been going through this process myself, I would have no grounds to write this blog. Reasons why Christians have no serious wealth and influence. 1. Unproductive and or negative attitudes about money, success, technology, business, media and movies. It's unquestionably true that corruption has become so commonplace that it's no longer a surprise to hear of it among the most influential people. I'm not suggesting we should pretend it doesn't exist. What I'm saying is, aside from that, is that if you look back over the last hundred years, you find the predominant attitude in the church has been avoidance, escapism and disconnection from these exact arenas God has called us to. What about you? Considering the above, do you have a positive or negative approach and response? I've heard that one of the ways you can find clues to your life calling is by paying attention to the things that really annoy you. If you find yourself having a negative response to money, success, business, etc., it just might be that the reason you are so aggravated by any of these is because God has called you to be part of the solution. Speaking of a solution, there is at least one prominent teacher-slash-prophet who deals with each of this whole topic in a productive and proactive manner. Lance Wallnow is the author of The Seven Mountain Message, which is the idea that there are seven main arenas that dictate the direction of a society, and that we are the ones God has appointed to own and influence them. If you're looking for a place to start in correcting your perspectives, I'd start by following Lance Wallnow. 2. Lack of Correct Biblical Understanding of Wealth A couple years ago, I received a postcard in the mail from a local Catholic church with a picture of the Pope and a message in big letters that said be poor like Jesus. Don't ask me to say publicly what I wanted to do when I read that. But truth be told, most Protestants are no different. Poverty is not holy and not godlike. There's nothing you can do when you don't have money, not for yourself and not for anyone else. If you've never studied the biblical basis for prosperity and wealth, I have a perfect answer. I've already made a list of many passages here on my website, Biblical Basis for Prosperity. If you do not have the biblical view of prosperity, it's because at some point, you have accepted the lie of poverty. When I began studying all this, I found out that the Church's teaching of poverty came directly from the anti-Semitism that originated at the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD. In case you're not a Catholic, it might be worth noting that the Protestant Reformation did absolutely nothing to reverse this. How can you tell if you have a poverty mindset? Here's one way, when was the last time you made derogatory comments about Jewish people because many of them are wealthy and successful in business? If you've ever spoken anything against them, you have a poverty mindset and anti-Semitic attitude. How about this, pastors and preachers with wealth? When is the last time you criticized someone in ministry because they didn't live at a poverty level, like you? Of course there are some corrupt people in ministry, but just having wealth and material possessions is not unbiblical and if you blast them and make accusations because they have something that you don't, that is unacceptable. If you've been doing this, you are out of order and you have a poverty mindset. 3. Failure to give to God what is due to Him and practice generosity, especially within the context of the church and ministries. When I first started asking God for an idea to create huge amounts of wealth, I had just increased my giving to way beyond just the bare minimum 10% tithe. During the last few years of my previous career, I had been giving annually between 20-38% to of my total pre-tax income. 
All of my giving went to a combination of my church and global ministries that spread the gospel by various means and helped the poor. I had already proven by my track record that giving was a lifestyle that was very important. When I first increased my giving beyond just the 10% tithe, I would literally cry when I gave, telling God that if He would give me more money, I would give even more. How many of you can say you regularly give 20-38% to of your pre-tax income? I bet hardly anyone is going to write to me and say they do. Until you get the concept of giving corrected, forget about becoming a multimillionaire. As my spiritual mentor, David E. Taylor, says it, you need to have a vision in your giving, not in your receiving. If you want to be a million-dollar giver like I do, God will need to first give you a way to make at least $10 million. Basic math, 10% of 10 million equals 1 million. Speaking of giving, if my blog or my dream interpretations have helped you, you are invited to check out my donate page, updated with the most popular cryptocurrency options. A poverty mindset is an attitude that you should get everything free from those called to some form of ministry. 4. Failure to deal with deep-rooted character flaws that make handling of huge amounts of money impossible. When I received a massive life-changing business prophecy a couple years ago, I was required to vow that I would never allow money to corrupt me. If you want God to give you gigantic amounts of money, and you've never been exposed to anything like that before, you have no idea how many hidden character flaws are going to surface if you do actually become wealthy. Greater than who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. Greater than Psalm 19:12 and KJV. There are many temptations that you've never experienced because in your current status of life, they won't come along. Having multi-millions of dollars can cause you to destroy yourself if you have no strength of character and self-discipline. This is not just about controlling your spending, this goes way beyond that. Are you going to allow massive amounts of wealth to corrupt you? Are you going to be led astray by worldly possessions and materialism? Are you going to forget God after you get all that money? Some people can't even keep their head on straight with a $100,000 a year salary, what's it going to be like if they came into $100 million? In the past two plus years since receiving my prophecy, God put me through an unbelievably unpleasant Joseph-type process of having almost every part of my life greatly reduced so that I could get the kind of character transformation I needed to handle what is coming to me. If you're going to get serious and ask God for something huge like I did, take Doug Addison's word for it, you're going to have to first go through the opposite of what was prophesied to you. By the way, the prophecy I'm referring to here is something I've hinted at many times on my videos and blogs. If you want a vague but fairly direct hint, read this, 6th Year Breakthrough, Hidden Mysteries Revealed in Dreams. 5. Total Lack of Faith and Imagination to Ask God for Something Huge, Beyond Anything Possible According to Your Own Abilities. When I first began telling about my conviction to be a huge giver, a friend who attends a very prominent Protestant denominational church made a very revealing comment to me. This friend did not say, Wow that's great Chris, I agree, I want to do that also. Nope. What I was told instead was, Chris, maybe you should work for a ministry that handles donations. Translation, Chris, a God doesn't do those things and even if he did, the last person he would choose is you. Wow. Talk about insulting God. Everything we do, or not, in the Christian life revolves around faith. We can't do anything to please God if we have no faith. We need to kill anything that represents limited thinking that God cannot or will not answer us according to His ability, not ours. If you have the kind of thinking like my friend above, either get it fixed or forget about ever having serious wealth and influence. Greater than but without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Greater than Hebrews 11:6 NKJV. Start by changing your view of everything around you, be creative, be innovative, 
Be imaginative. Ask God for ideas that transcend your abilities and take steps in that direction. Don't let your college degree, or lack of one, dictate anything to you. I don't agree that everyone needs a college degree. Many of the technology innovators here in the U.S. never finished college. Don't allow anyone, especially some religious church indoctrination to put you in a prison of limited thinking. When you ask God for an idea to produce huge amounts of money, most of the time, God is going to give you something that will improve and change society for the better and be used to advance His kingdom. That's what all of our modern technology innovations have done. Jet aircraft, iPhones, laptop computers, GPS navigation, lasers, air conditioning, electronic banking, etc. All of these have transformed society and are what Proverbs 8:12 says, knowledge of witty inventions, KJV. Wrap up. I'm not trying to blast anyone with what I'm saying here but the truth can't be watered down. Again, ask this question like I did, why are all the technology innovations, big business ideas and discoveries going to primarily those who do not believe in God or want anything to do with advancing His kingdom? Why are the majority of major corporations not run by solid Christians? How do you expect to advance God's kingdom when the entire business world is run by those who care nothing about that and all you have is a tiny percentage of your salary as an employee? Why have we accepted it as normal that Christians should be the tail and not the head? I thought the Bible said the opposite. Greater than and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, you shall be above only and not be beneath, if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. Greater than Deuteronomy 28:13 NKJV Video So, as promised it's time to get another perspective from Pastor Steve Chocolani in Australia in the below video. His insights are quite convincing and I think you'll see how his words complement my own. As you watch this video, ask yourself the questions. Why has God trusted secular people with billions of dollars, but not Christians? Why do Christians not have success in movie production? Can you identify how pride is the root cause for most of what is discussed? God has a serious problem, power, Pope, Pastor Joseph Prince, pride and porn. Resources. Article, Sixth Year Breakthrough, Hidden Mysteries Revealed in Dreams. Article, Personal Wilderness, The Ancient Pathway. Article, God has a calling for you but you're not asking Him. Website, Discover Ministries, Steve Chocolani. Contact. Send requests for dream interpretation using the contact form at this page, Dreams and Prophetic. Sign up for my email updates and connect with me on all forms of social media. Subscribe.